The V8 Supercars were at Phillip Island last weekend. We hear from the winners today. I hope you stay with us. Jamie Winkup has wrapped up the V8 Supercar Championship, taking an unprecedented six championships in the last seven years. In fact, he's only finished second once and won the last seven. It's an amazing record, and I had a chance to catch up with him on Sunday evening. I reckon about 15% of it will sink in at the, come the end of the year, and I reckon uh, the other 85% will will uh, progressively sink in over, uh, over a long period of time. Probably probably take 20 years, I reckon. Um, but I'm certainly aware that it's a, it's a big number. Um, I know that some of the greats of the sport are, are, also, are sitting on five. So, um, yeah, as I said, I don't know the full impact of it, but I'm certainly very, very proud of what, uh, what the team's been able to achieve. What does it mean to have wrapped it up and bar you, you know, taking out every car on the field and copping a 100-point penalty for every incident... <laughs> Uh, what does it mean knowing that you go to Sydney three races and it's a free kick for you to just go out and race? It, it certainly takes a lot of stress off. I can just focus on the the racing and go there and just give it my, my, my best shot. You know, we're not calculating points. We're not uh, if there's any fifty fifty moves, then I can certainly take them. You know, and we can race hard till the end. So really, um, look, looking forward to Sydney. Three weeks time. Um, it's always big crowds. It's always, a, it's always a massive event within itself. But uh, to go there and just uh, be able to have a crack would be would be great. Now you spoke this weekend uh, on Saturday about not looking to go anywhere else. You want to stay in the V8 Supercar Series. You want to stay in Australia. But what about these other races? Like, do you have an inkling to race in the Indy 500, in the Daytona 500, in Le Mans? Um, no, not not so much. I. I I, uh, I'm fully committed to the, the v, my V8 supercar campaign, um, but certainly I, I've got my eyes wide open for one-off events. You know, and if, if something lines up, um, like the race of champions at the end of the year, which I'm doing uh, the week after Sydney, something lines up that will work well, won't compromise my V8 campaign. I'm, I'm certainly keen to explore my horizons, but uh, but at the moment the, the, the championship is cutthroat. It's, I, I love driving in it and. Uh, you know, there's going to be more competition come next year. The competition's going to get greater and greater each year, and um, I'm looking forward to the challenge. Tune in each weekday morning for a fast-paced look at V8 Supercars with Supercars Today. It's a short, sharp look at what's happening across the V8 Supercars world. When we are at GRM, actually both Bugs and I had to work in the dealership. We weren't even allowed in the race shop. So <laughs> I was in spare parts and Bugs was in service. So, you know, it's a bit different, but, you know, Gary has his own ways. Supercars Today, each weekday morning at sportradio.com.au or sign up for the podcast on iTunes. Well, the other big winner out of the weekend was Scott McLaughlin, the young New Zealander in the Volvos, has now won four races this year, second only to Jamie Wincup. I caught up with him and asked him about the remarkable finish where he passed Garth Tander with only metres left to the finish line as Tander's car was coughing and spluttering for fuel. Yeah, it's crazy, mate. It's uh, unbelievable to get two wins out of three at Phillip Island. Melbourne Racing GRM is on fire and to get some luck come our way and, and, and we'll just got to push on. 
Now, you uh, obviously, uh, even with the pole position record, which is what you've set your target by the end of the year, and uh, three more qualifying sessions in Sydney will determine who gets that trophy. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, it's, a, it's one that I want as well. But, look, you know, I want to win in races like this. I don't care that the poles are... Uh, look, poles are awesome, but at the end of the day, I'm just pushing on and trying my best. And uh, that was that was awesome. And, and um, if I can keep winning races, it's great. Pole positions even, it's just a bonus. But, um, yeah, look, I'm trying my best to beat Jamie, but he's a very good qualifier as well. So I'll be giving him a, a good shot. How how do you look at this season, the way that it's all come together, your second season in the sport, you're winning races, you're getting pole positions, and most people would have thought at the beginning of the year it shouldn't happen. A brand new package like you've put together, or like Gary's put together with Volvo, should take some time to get quick. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's taken it's taken a little bit to get our reliability um, absolutely perfect, but we're slowly getting that right. Um, we've got a tough race coming up at home, which and that's going to be hard on, on gear and, and everything. So it's going to be a test for us. But look, we need to keep doing this to win win the championship next year, and and that's our goal. I know it's it's hard. I mean, I'm I'm only young, but I know I can do it, and I've got a great team behind me, and I reckon we can give it a great shot. And it's all this year's uh, about it. How important next year then is it with Roger? it appears not going on next year for the right selection of teammate for you because obviously you want someone who can give you good quality, high quality data. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, like this year we've had a great um, great year in regards to just getting the baseline for next year. So, look, we can look back at data as well, but at the end of the day, I respect every every decision that Gary makes and, and whoever whoever picks, whoever is my teammate, give them utmost respect and, and they can have a good shot. But, look, Data is very crucial, and we need it to help. But um, look, I'm I'm just try- I'm been sort of just driving my own race and, and looking after it. Mm. Well, of course, uh, this race, driving your own race. Did you have any inkling that Garth Tander on Sunday was going to cough for fuel heading to the checkered flag? Yeah, it was unbelievable. I I, I got told that he was um, he was going to run out of fuel or, or not run out, but he's tight on fuel, and I just I just kept pushing and trying to trying to push him as hard as I could so he used more fuel and and um, and it eventually ran out for us and, and that was unbelievable. I mean, it was so cool. I've never felt that feeling before. I've never had that before. So it's so cool to win a race that's all by fuel and it was awesome. It was great for Volvo as well for, as, as they've been working on their, reli- their reliability and, and all their fuel uh, mileage. I, can you tell us the picture of what it was like coming through that last corner and obviously... You saw Garth make a move that was unusual, but not unusual in the case of he's blocking to the checkered flag in the first instance. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's it's that was tough. I mean, in the first instance, I mean, we just we, we just ran our own race, mate. It was just one of those things where it was it was like when I came around that last corner and saw him, I was I was just just hoping like how he would he would he would uh, run out of fuel, and he did, and. It's hard to even comment on it, mate. It's hard to think, think in, but it's it's just a fantastic result for everyone here. Mm. Now, you're heading over to America to what is the world's biggest go-kart race. Uh, what was the what prompted your decision to go and uh, have a look at it? Uh, well, one of my good mates, uh, David Serra, is a 17-time uh, Australian champion. He's going over there, and he, he's normally pretty good over there. He's done it once or twice before, and... And uh, look, I just want to sort of let my hair down before I go to uh, Sydney and, and have a bit of fun. So I'm looking forward to heading over and, and seeing um, seeing Dave race. And, and you know, sort 
sort of just walking around go-karts and seeing the grassroots stuff, but a little bit higher spec sort of grassroots stuff, but I'm looking forward to it. And uh, you're going to be wrenching spanners for him over the course of the weekend? Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. I'm going to be, uh, uh, you know, trying to, trying to not make anything fall off his cart and, and, and do it a bit myself, so uh, I'll, I'll be trying my best for him. Well, it's great to uh, it's great to hear that you're going to have a look at that event. It's going to be a, an interesting one for sure. But uh, we, and and with a lot of Australians, and I imagine a few Kiwis over there competing as well. Yeah, exactly. There's a, I think there's a couple of Kiwis competing, um, but I know a lot of the Australians going. Obviously, obviously, I've done a lot of my racing over here uh, for the past sort of thirteen odd years. So um, I know a lot of the Aussies going over. I actually think James Courtney's going over too. So it should be um, see a few familiar faces around the pit. So what did Garth Tander think of pulling up just that little bit short at the finish of Phillip Island's long race? Oh, look, that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. And um, I've won plenty of fuel races and lost a couple along the way as well. So that's the way it goes. And um, boys told me it was going to be really tight and uh, on the last lap. And um, it was probably just 100 metres the wrong side of the line. But um, and there's always things you could do differently. But we hit all our numbers and um, did everything that we were meant to do and just came up short. So, um, yeah, look, obviously we'll go back and look at everything. That's all we have time for this week on the show. Next week we speak to the Australian GT champion, Richard Muscat. I hope you'll join us then. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.